0: You're listening to The Propaganda Report, news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. I'm Brad Binkley. Monica Perez is on a well-deserved vacation right now. Joining me today to help out is our friend and host of the fantastic Mad Ones podcast, Cam. And Monica will be back next week, and we will be doing a Zoom Party Roundtable on October 30th for Patron Saints, where we pick a specific topic and pool the knowledge of all of our patrons to have an enlightening conversation. Cam, thank you for being here with us today. Today's Share the Show Tuesday, we do that on Tuesdays, obviously, and we usually talk a little bit about why we do what we do just briefly. I got into this because I hated the lies that I saw in the media. I couldn't take it anymore. And I felt that the lies being propagated to us on a daily basis were not just poisoning our discourse, but I felt like they were also holding us back as individuals and creating barriers that divide and limit what we can achieve as humans individually and together. And I wanted to deconstruct the lies and reveal those barriers to people as reveal them to be an illusion so that people could go beyond those barriers and always felt that propaganda and lies creates these illusionary barriers. Some barriers are real, but I think a lot of the barriers are an illusion. And I think the more we can see the truth about the digital world that kind of populates our mind, then the more we can achieve because the more we can see that it's, It's phony limitations. That's kind of my philosophy in doing what I do. And if you know anybody who wants to ask more questions about the media, you starting to speculate a little bit more about what they see about what was their trusted sources then share the show with a friend, a neighbor, anybody, just nobody who would presume us to be domestic terrorists because we ask questions. That is all I (laughs) ask. But share it with anybody else. With that said, on to the first story of the day. The top story for me of the day is I've seen a theme today. It's a couple of themes, obviously. But one of the themes I noticed was the mental health theme, which they have the Rolodex of themes that we see all the time. And Monica's kind of been pointing to this mental health agenda lately. And I'm definitely seeing it pop up. One of the ways that I saw it pop up today was Jill Biden President Biden's wife, hosted a roundtable discussion at the White House with Teachers of the Year. And among what they discussed in this highly scripted, puke-worthy roundtable discussion that they were having, they discussed how difficult it is for the teachers who not only have to teach the students, they now also, apparently, this is them saying this, They also have to be the students' counselors. They have to work with students who have parents who are anti-mask, who show up to these town hall meetings and scare people. They have to work with their children. So it seems like there's a little bit of, hey, your parents are crazy, but you should wear a mask at school because it saves your buddy, it saves your friend. This was a roundtable of one perspective of No arguments of no, not arguments of no real discussion. It was more earmuff your kids very briefly. It was a circle jerk is what it was. (laughs) Uh, Same opinion, just promoting Biden's infrastructure plan, promoting the idea that the mental health of children is now in the hands of public school teachers and they need to maybe bring some social workers and they need to get more funding into the mental health programs and all hail to Fauci. Your parents are domestic terrorists if they go to town hall beings. That was the basic takeaway of this roundtable. And it was so scripted and it was so disgusting. I will put a link in the show notes so that you can watch at least a little bit of it if you want. It's hard to get through all of it. But. That was not the only mental health type thing that I kind of saw emerge up in the news today. We also have a story out of the U.K. that is about mass psychosis about come out recently about how cases of psychosis have soared over the past couple of years from 2019, the start of the pandemic, until now there was a 75 percent increase in the number of people referred to mental health services for the first their first suspected episode of psychosis again between 2019 April 2019 and April of 2021 now is that people experiencing mass like psych, experiencing psychosis or is that just people being more trigger happy and ready to recommend somebody to the hospital for psychosis it could be a combination yeah. of both but they describe psychosis as being As involving seeing or hearing things that other people do not hallucinations, developing beliefs that are not based on reality delusions. That is what I would say 95% of the people right now who buy into the mainstream media would be experiencing. And it can be a symptom of mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, severe depression. But psychosis can also be a one-off event triggered by a traumatic experience, extreme stress, or drug and alcohol-related abuse. Now, all of those things, I would say, are on the increase because of the circumstances that people have been thrust into. But this side effect of hallucinations, I've seen linked to COVID to being a side effect of COVID, COVID delirium and delirium people experience hallucinations. Yet this is another one of those attribution things. It's just being attributed to COVID when there are other known causes of it that existed before COVID hospital-induced delirium, for example, which leads to hallucinations. There is pneumonia, which can lead to delirium and hallucinations. But they do relate these two things together, and it's like they weave everything in to be a symptom of COVID. And if it's not a symptom of COVID, it's a symptom of the circumstances we're all in. And I believe that people are experiencing this. They have manifested this psychotic reality this reality filled with psychosis so that they can then say here's our trillion dollar infrastructure human infrastructure plan that we need right now this is why Uh, if you thought back to all of the teachers that you had over your
1: lifetime how many can you think of that you would actually want to take personal mental health advice from because i can't think of any that i had that i'd be like oh yeah this person's this person's got it made i mean what i
0: public school teachers in charge of mental health terrifying concept to your point there real quick these teachers were talking like they took it upon themselves we have to be their counselors who said that you have to be their counselors who who are you to decide that you must counsel this kid oh their parents probably oppose mask mandates so therefore you need to take this kid aside and you need to try to indoctrinate them against their parents
1: I think that that was is something that was going to come up with or without what they're doing with COVID because yep. who is better to help bolster the ideas like mentally and um, emotionally than the person who's telling you these ideas. So the indoctrination, you need, uh, when there's cognitive dissonance, they want to be able to counsel them through that cognitive dissonance to get to their place and to their point of what they're making. I think that no matter what happened with COVID, this was going to be, a necessary part and they would talk about it more and more with teachers because mental health issues even before COVID were going up. I mean, how many, I know you're, you're a little older than me. I don't know how much you get into the online space, but the amount of suicide jokes in my generation was bad. But if you go down to the low, the younger ages, it's like so much worse. There is so much depression. Everyone is identifying off of their disorders. People are, there's a like I've said before a million times, there's a profound lack of identity. And, and it was in our, our generation, and it's it's gonna be worse than the one underneath ours, unless we do something about it.
0: I could give you an example of this manifesting in an even worse way. This is from the Wall Street Journal today. They had a, a big long expose about these teen girls around the world who have started developing tics during the pandemic. Since the start of the pandemic, the more and more teen girls have been showing up at doctor's offices with tics, physical jerking movements and verbal. Yes. A lot like Tourette's, exactly like Tourette's actually verbal outburst. And according to the AJC, this is rare among teenage girls, usually. So that's why doctors were stumped when These numbers started to increase. However, after months of studying the phenomenon, experts at top pediatric hospitals in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and the U.K. discovered that most of these girls had one thing in common: TikTok. TikTok, you got it, you got it. (laughs) Because I was about to say,
1: if you if you scroll TikTok long enough, I've gotten out of that because there are different sides of TikTok where if you like something, it kind of the algorithm pushes it towards you. And for a while, I was seeing all these girls clearly faking. ADHD uh, Tourette's different syndromes tics and it's like you can tell when they're not real and so that doesn't surprise me whatsoever
0: they bring that up in this article see these girls this is what they discovered and this is a bunch of medical journals that were recently published the doctors say they had been watching tiktok videos of influencers who claimed whether truthfully or not they talk about how some of them appear to not actually have it but claim to have tourette's and were showing their tourette's tics very vis- showing them prominently as a feature of their channel and that There's these girls
1: tics if you ever get on TikTok, try to find Uncle Tix. He has his whole thing is doing different things while trying not to do have a Tourette's meltdown. And, and this, there's do you think he there, really has Tourette's or is he fake? I think he I think he does, but I do think that he sets up situations to show it off. Um ah. and then there's this other one I think her name is like Sweet Anita or something and she's this inc- she's this very cute girl and she says the weirdest stuff. She has. she'll she'll do the just randomly she'll do the she'll like if she sees a guy that's apparently attractive she'll go hello sailor and like all this different stuff and so it's it's like this doesn't surprise me because you know she is getting she's a streamer and she's getting
0: likes off of this stuff Why if they wouldn't... get likes they will keep doing it exactly so the views for hashtag tourette's had 1.25 billion views this was in oh, the I beginning of January, that and that has grown to four point eight billion since January.
1: Yeah, it's it's novel and it's
0: it's weird and it's interesting and people can
1: say whatever the hell they want to say.
0: And what's interesting about it is the doctors talk about how these teens, they did have previous symptoms of anxiety or depression and that it was. You know, enhanced through the pandemic. But they say that the physical symptoms of psychological stress often manifest in ways that patients have seen before in others. So, yeah. watching the TikTok video gives maybe unconsciously puts these ideas in their head of how they react. And then they start mirroring, mirroring these reactions. You know how scream into a pillow is a way people get out of stress or punch a pillow? It's almost like modeling. Bad ways to manifest psychological emotional method. stress. Yeah. It's really kind of crazy. And how do you treat it? Well, the doctors say to unlearn these, you need cognitive behavioral therapies. This is where the mental health call for more investing in mental health treatment comes and says stay off TikTok for a few weeks. They even had one girl who developed, had to go to the ER because she developed back spasms because she had a playlist that she kept watching of an influencer who had a tick where. They just kept throwing eggs against the wall while they were trying to cook. And another one had a tick where she, I'd say pretended, maybe she really had this tick, but judging by this description, I don't know that I believe it, where it appeared as though the TikToker could not control her arm and was in a group of people and was uncontrollably hitting people, which then triggered this person watching it to start to do physical ticks, which spiraled out of control, she claims, and she ended up in the hospital with bad back spasms. It's really crazy because this shows a number of things, but it also shows the ability through social media. They talk about it in these articles that you can create like mass psychogenic illness through yeah. social media platforms that has expedited the spread of those types of illnesses that can start off being purely psychological and then manifest into the real thing. That is a powerful tool of control. I mean, TikTok is dangerous. I say that all the time. It can be fun. It can be crazy. But man, that is one of the greatest tools of social psychological experimentation that has ever existed. Yeah. And I I, I do
1: think it is a good point to make that that I've noticed, at least anecdotally, is that uh, mental health issues do seem to be contagious. Like that's, that is a thing. And so like like, briefly, when you mentioned the um, ICU um, delirium, when my dad had a heart attack, he had, I think they called it heart attack psychosis or post-op psychosis. And so like he had, he was talking to an imaginary deer in his, in his hospital room. And so like I'm reading all of these things and I'm looking Mm. at this and I'm going, clearly there are mental health issues but also clearly they're using them to affect how people act and react. I mean, for, for one thing, just briefly, um, it, since in the first year of the pandemic, um, uh, death by overdose with uh, narcotics, uh, heroin, opiates, uh, opioids, went up 30%. So like 100,000 people died of opioid overdose last year. And clearly, that is tied to the government's response to the pandemic and the the corporate response to the pandemic, all of that. And it's uh, on top of that, uh, one of the major makers of uh, Narcan, I think the generic term is Novalone or something like that. It's that drug that they can break under someone's nose and it'll stop an overdose in its tracks. All, you know who makes it? Pfizer. Is it Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. And you know who who, who's, who how high the price is right now in the middle of, a, of it being a, as bad as ever? What is it? It's uh, for, The price just skyrocketed. And they said they had issues making it. And do you think those issues are because they started going into this vaccine instead of trying to take care of an issue that they started? Them and all the other pharmaceutical companies started with uh, prescription drugs. I mean, this is this is
0: dark. And it all Very works out better. perfectly for their bottom line. Every, oh, yeah. sing, every part of this bumps their bottom line significantly. I don't know how people can overlook that. That is such an obvious thing here where we see any cheap medication that somebody says works or even studies say work. No, 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 no. It's evil. It's the devil. It's cheap. It will not oh, pat our bottom line. We can't, make it. we
1: can't make it right now. We need to raise the, raise the price even though it's for people who don't have money. Unbelievable, like, but I will say one of the things that uh, it really hit me today is a family member of mine. I won't name the specific family member because even though they won't listen to this, I still, you know, you know how it goes. But uh, they posted a photo of their son, and on the the it's he's in front of their front door, and they got a brand new welcome mat. That they're super excited about. And it says WELC, like W-E-L-C, like they're about to say welcome. And it has a hyphen and then it go, underneath it it says, wait, are you vaccinated?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it's, I was looking at this and I was like, imagine living a life of fear like that. To the point where they've made fear the, the, the cool thing. That's that X factor is you being afraid and living your life in fear now. And it's, it disturbs me on multiple levels. It's such a simple thing. And it's such a thing that, you know, you don't think of it as harmful whatsoever, but it's emblematic of where we are right now and how fear has gripped the hearts of millions of people. Otherwise, this person that I know, this family member, an otherwise very smart person who it's a a virtue signal. Yeah. It's fear is a virtue (sighs) signal. But one thing I wanted to say is there are some heroes still out there.
0: Can I ask you something first? Does that family yes. member watch Stephen Colbert a lot? Are they a fan of Stephen Colbert? I don't talk to them enough to know anymore,
1: but I wouldn't. I, I, I would think the way he talks, it's more of a um, John Oliver setup.
0: Oh, yeah. John Oliver is another one of those propagandists. I just flashed that I'm wearing my Mad Ones tank top to Cam. I don't know if you noticed that hey, earlier. Hey, I am, too. Awesome. <laughs> just just the 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 thunder and lightning one
1: but like i was saying there there are some heroes and i don't i'm sure you talked about this the southwest cancellations and the the essential um i don't know if it was a walkout or just a protest but they had to cancel a lot of different flights and it all looked like it was very much tied to um them forcing the vaccination and putting any unvaccinated Uh, worker on unpaid leave until they got the vaccination. And so this, you know, if they were waiting for their exemption, they would have to, they would be unpaid and they wouldn't work. And so there were all those cancellations and it was like, Hey, people are doing something. This is turning around in some way. This is great. Good news. Southwest dropped their plan to put unvaccinated staff on unpaid leave starting in December. So I know that there's some lawsuits going around trying to stop this completely, trying to stop what Joe Biden has done. Let's go, Brandon. But (laughs) I think that this is beautiful. And I think that it's, it's good to see that there are some people right now that are willing to step up and tell their job no. Because telling the government no is one thing, and it's very important. But with the way this kind of corporate takeover of your life is going it's really good to see them hit a corporation and i i, I really appreciate that another yeah. another hero though is uh san jose sharks forward evander kane he was just suspended from uh from 21 games because when they told him he needed a vaccination card
0: he got a fake one. He oh, did he got a fake one, one. <laughs> he's lucky they don't haul him off to Guantanamo (laughs) Bay the way they're treating those in some States, some countries. So that I'm not, I don't watch
1: hockey, but it's like, I I know football. And so the idea of 21 games is like, that's a season. I don't know what, I don't know what that means in hockey, but the fact that um, he was like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to give them something fake. I like to
0: see it. It's like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has stood his ground as well. And we do need people who are prominent in the different industries standing up like that because it signals that you're going to have to knock out some of the best that you have if you really want to stick with this. Or they're going to be gone. And it gives leverage to those those people to if they choose to be to be the leaders of the parallel society of the parallel society leagues and and corporations that we already see talk of and will emerge if this continues that will happen i think the mandates will ultimately fail let's say one more quick thing about vaccines i saw this headline i just i read the headline i skimmed through the article it was a very celebratory article and the headline was anti-vaxxer dennis prager got his wish COVID." That was the headline, and the article oh, might goodness. as well have been a parade. It, it it was disgusting, and it got me thinking that this is really a tribal urge that the news media, whether they're trying to get clicks or whether they're intentionally part of the propaganda operation, are really fueling that I think the public has to get a grip on themselves because it's not going to get any better. That urge to... To want to celebrate when the political opposition has something bad happen to them, whether it's on the right or left, whether it's somebody who's vaccinated, double vaccinated and has a breakthrough case, or whether it's somebody who's unvaccinated and gets a bad case of COVID and ends up falling severely ill, perhaps even dying. This has not become something where people are sympathetic to. This has become stories that are just completely politicized, and it really brings out the worst in humanity. We we need to be humane about these things, in my opinion. It's just not cool to get Satisfaction when bad things happen to other humans like that i get the urge because they make everything tribal they make it your team against the other team and ha 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 you feel validated by having your perspective kind of seeming like your perspective might be correct you can have a form of validation when somebody gets a breakthrough or when somebody unvaccinated gets sick depending on which side of the spectrum you fall on. But I think we need to stifle that urge and realize that it's humans. We're all humans. And that if we continue to buy into that type of just disgusting sentiment that that headline expressed, then we will continue to not be able to talk. We will continue to have poison discourse and we will continue to fight amongst us. This is exactly what the powers that be on the left, right, center, wherever want us to do. Well, I
1: mean, Dennis Prager... Um, i think uh, joe rogan these are it 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 falls in line with the idea of the sacrifice of the scapegoat i mean it falls in line with what people want clamoring for for death of their enemies in some sense and i mean it's it's incredible and it's it's sad and it's just destructive and it's been hard because there are a lot of people that are very clearly evil and i I don't want to be the person who um, applauds death or destruction. I don't want to be that person. Sometimes it's hard not to feel a little sigh of relief when someone truly evil dies. Like no one cried when Hitler died, except for I don't know was his mom around? Did she care about him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be that guy. And so it's it's it, but it's not constrained. Pray for your enemies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I was thinking about that concept and I saw, strangely enough, I had been thinking about that when I was looking at this article, uh, your, your partner, Jessica tweeted something earlier today, I believe it was a meme of me praying for my enemies. And it was a very, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, um, oh, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm angry, but I'm still going to pray for them. And <laughs> I thought it was a very good meme. And I, I think that that, I just I, I find that even – that's a challenging thing to do, but I think that's the best thing for humanity.
1: I do too. Well, let me ask you a very – I don't think there's enough information to draw any conclusions for this sp- specific question I'm going to ask you. But it's something I'm kind of curious at looking into. Um, we saw the Southwest protest slash strike, and then all of a sudden you're seeing um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez s- tweeting about strike-tober. And so uh, about 100,000 U.S. workers are going to be going on strike this month. They, th- there's an official October strike day of October 15th. It was a few days ago. Um, but the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, 60,000 of those people are going to strike. 10,000 workers walked off of John Deere's factories. Tw- 24,000 nur- nurses and other health care workers are talking about striking. And I'm looking at this, and maybe this is something I can look into, or if you're interested, you can look into, but the timing is sus, because we just had the Southwest pushback against vaccine mandates, and it seems like there there are way too many strikes coming up all at once that look to want to absorb that into their propaganda, so it wasn't – southwest fighting the mandates or it wasn't against the vaccines and do you think that that has anything to do with it or is this is just coincidental
0: i think that unions are often co-opted they are one of the primary targets of co-option to mm-hmm. leverage power against corporations against businesses and with so many people not filling jobs with so many jobs available and people not taking them with people being resistant to the mandates. There is a major opportunity. There's leverage for the unions to to you know get some of their demands met and it could be good or bad. But I think, it's, I think you have to be careful in these situations because it's, not, it's, a, it's a Marxist tactic to co-opt a, a workers' union and see an opportunity like this to try and leverage power for themselves or their causes that have absolutely nothing to do with the concerns of the actual workers involved. There has been some conflict between workers and between the union. I think that was one of the issues with Southwest not being able to call it a sick out because the union would not allow that, so they had to speak around that the employees did so this I think you're right to to keep an eye on that because that could be a little bit of united front tactics some co-option Marxist style going on right there it just feels very suspicious to me before we get to our final story of the free 30 which is going to be about a case of mistaken identities identities and how they can affect our rights I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the dnb xr which is a feminist author's shocking revelation Shows just how far someone will go to find success in modern society. I also want to say thank you to our sponsor of today's show, Molly's
2: MRI Die. We are excited to bring this extended shout out to you from Molly. She's a patron saint and a big fan of the show and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI. And some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness of this serious issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature. Yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power, so learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www com. That's www.mridye.com. And you can also
0: get access to the DNBXR, which is 30 minutes of this show commercial free, plus the extra 15 to 20 minutes of subscriber only content that we do every time we do a drive time and news blast through Patreon at Patreon.com slash propaganda report or through Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report, where you can also get access to our deep dives where we deconstruct the Council on Foreign Relations, other panel think tanks where Joe Biden's talking points and scripts originate. It is incredible how we Hear it there. And then weeks later, we hear Joe Biden puppeting the exact same talking points. It's extraordinary. Rock fan, nine ninety nine, You get access to not only all of our premium content. You get access to all the premium content on the platform. That includes the Mad Ones. It includes Sam Tripoli. It includes Jimmy Dore, Whitney Webb. Lots of great content on there. You'll find the content on Rockfin that you will no longer find on YouTube. That's rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Now onto that final story of the free 30. I laughed out loud when I saw this story (laughs) and I read it and is like, man, it's interesting, but also shave your beard if you look anything like Brian Laundrie, okay? Because lots of people look like Brian Laundrie. I know you go walk through Little Five Points right now in Atlanta and you'll see 30 guys that look exactly like Brian Laundrie. He is a skinny, white, bald dude, with at least in the photographs they show us, with a thin beard and mustache. Plenty of dudes look like this guy. Which is why it's not a surprise to me that there are lots of reports of sightings that end up being false. Usually these emerge on social media, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. However, we now have one where after getting a tip from probably some social media user because this is a crowd-sourced investigation, the – not the FBI, but the federal who was it? It was U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals. You saw this story. The U.S. Marshals burst into the hotel room of a guy named Severin Beckwith. It's an interesting name <laughs> who had been hiking the Appalachian Trail with his girlfriend and they were sleeping in their hotel in North Carolina. And apparently the girlfriend was half naked because part of the story is like one of the U S marshals helped her get dressed. I'm like, wait a minute, that seems a little creepy, but the guy's sleeping. They hear knocks on the door. Boom. The marshals bust in. And according to the article, this is in the New Yorker. They say that this guy, he fit the description, not only in look, but also he had an indention in his inner ear that was similar to one that Brian Laundrie had. And fortunately for him, he did not have the hand tattoo that Brian Laundrie had. Why would you not check the hand tattoo before (laughs) you check the indention inside somebody's (laughs) inner ear canal? That's a little intrusive, although they already were intrusive by busting down the door. I tried to find if they got a warrant to come in. I could not find that information anywhere. What was kind of funny is that they were doing the fingerprint thing Mm-hmm. And the U.S. Marshals could not get their fingerprint Bluetooth thing to work, so they had to get the password for the Wi-Fi f- from the the guys they had just busted in, the, the guy and girl, and they gave them that password, and it worked. And then when the feds left, they said, shave your beard, and now you got an interesting story to tell. Well,
1: I mean, he, let's be honest, though. When it comes to cops of any sort be them federal agents or whatever busting into any room hey they got out they were lucky that could have ended v- that year worse
0: very yeah you're correct imagine any type of reaction that is taken the wrong way you yeah. get shot yeah
1: yeah but i mean just imagine this just imagine this for a moment uh you're laying down on your bed you're asleep and suddenly the door busts open and Raylan givens from justified pops in and he says brian laundry and you have to yell in your sleep my name is severin (laughs) (laughs) i did find that to be an interesting name (laughs) but there's a guy on tiktok uh whose whose handle is not brian laundry because- that's who this guy is, I think.
0: What, oh, that's the that same guy. He's well. He said that as he continued to with going back on the Appalachian, they were trying to think of a nickname to give him, and the nickname they came up with was not Brian. Maybe so. Maybe this is a different guy.
1: <laughs> Probably a it's, lot of those actually. It's so funny because that guy's whole account is about not being Brian Laundry. <laughs> for one, do you think that Brian Laundry is still in the United States? I I wouldn't be. If I were a, I, a, a cold-blooded killer. He's
0: probably sitting at FBI headquarters laughing along with this whole social experiment that's going on. I, I don't know if I believe that they don't know where he is. For one, if they don't, why would they be stupid enough to think that he would continue to have the exact same look as the photographic <laughs> Right. He's not going to have – that hand tattoos covered up, you know, I mean, if you're smart, if you are a tattoo artist near the Appalachian or anywhere in the country right now, and somebody comes to you who is a bald, skinny white dude who might resemble Brian Laundrie and say, hey, let me get this hand tattoo covered up. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> I can't tell you how quickly if I were in trouble, I would just shave my beard and cut my hair and you wouldn't know who I was.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't recognize you if you didn't have a beard. That same photograph people are calling in tips on, and it's this crowdsourced effort. And this is where they get around federally taking away your rights by creating a police state through the eyes and ears of social media, through the eyes and ears of people who want to get in on that cash prize for having a tip that leads to Brian Laundrie. It's up to $190,000 now. Wow. Anybody and everybody, they are getting tips left and right. Apparently, dozens of tips are called in. Not Dozens. I mean, probably hundreds, I would guess if I the way that in this little town, they get dozens of tips a day, just in this little North Carolina town. So across the country, there's no telling how many. But this is a pathway to whole of society policing in China and Russia. They have the whole of society thing where. You, all the neighbors are part of the police state to tell on their neighbors all the time. If a cabbie thinks she looks suspicious, he's probably going to call the, the government on you. Now people are doing it. They're being trained. I think they're using social media in cases like this Brian Laundrie case to train the public to make that the norm. That we normally are going to be investigating people's social media profiles. We're all little online investigators. This crowdsource effort. And yes, government, who do you want us to capture next?
1: Yeah. And we don't, with that, the FBI doesn't even need dog, the bounty hunter anymore. And that's um, really sad. <laughs> there was one TikTok that I thought was hilarious. Some guy went on there and they do like boyfriend applications, girlfriend applications. It's just kind of something that happens on Dick, TikTok. And on he gets TikTok? on, he, is that what you're about to say? Di- yeah. On TikTok, um, he, get, he, he gets on and Different he's, website. he's, he's going, I'm sure that exists and I don't, I don't, want to <laughs> it um, but uh he gets on there and he's like hey my name is insert name here and he he goes through all these different pictures of him and then you see a picture of him in a van he goes i do that van life and then it cuts and someone had stitched the video and and the girl goes read the room we don't want that anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious yeah (laughs) not anymore oh and if your name is severin and you're listening right now, you have a beautiful name. It's a good name. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's unique. It's a very unique name for
0: sure. (laughs) All right, that wraps it up for today's show. You guys can find your DriveTime News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform of the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content I was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you tomorrow. Cam will be here again with us tomorrow or in the DNBXR. And tomorrow, I have a very interesting
1: episode on the Mad Ones. We're yes, going to you talk do. Exorcists. So, if you're listening, check that out. YouTube.com/slash
0: The Mad Ones easiest way to watch. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that one.